August 28th, Friday, 2020. David, how's it going, man? Thanks for asking. I, you know, I think sometimes these questions need to be asked and I feel weird because I, f- I feel obvious. There's multiple things that have been going on right now in particularly today. I feel, you know, if I were to paint a canvas, I might have a c- couple brushstrokes of excitement. I might have a couple accent marks of anger and perhaps a splish splosh of just tiredness and and perhaps like a background of satisfaction which is a very weird palette i'm sure to like yeah i'm trying to put that together but and it's not it's a montage right you don't feel all at once you know you think about something and you feel excited you think about the other you feel anger and i'll I'll elaborate quickly on on why that is um you know i feel excitement because obviously again it's tomorrow i'm taking a flight across (sighs) country to my nerves dude my nerves would be oh yeah but frankly are you not nervous david that's the thing i i'm trying to find find it in myself to feel nervous and i and i don't and i don't know if that's something wrong or no i don't know i mean i think i mean rather don't try to be nervous it's almost as if you're trying to (laughs) yeah i know right it's like (laughs) Like, as if i'm trying to force this feeling but i can't and where do we draw the line like what's the difference between being nervous and excited or are they are they interchangeable are they I feel like we intuitively know the difference between excited and nervous. Nervous, you get these cold sweats, you get knots, right? That's you feel true. uncomfortable, but excited, you feel like something's like driving your leg, right? Something's like making you twitchy. Something's yeah. trying to get you up. Like there's definitely there's definitely something about excitement, though. A part of me just wants it to go away, though. I get almost annoyed when I'm excited. I'm like, can I just get this over with so I can just mm-hmm. relax? Do you feel that way? I I feel like extended excitement can feel numbing, right? Like, yeah. you know, I, I personally have never, like, I've been nervous plenty of times in my life. I think particularly in a- athletics, mm-hmm. right? Um, You know, when we ever at a big conference meet or one of our big deciding duel meets, literally days before, you know, you get like this nervous buildup. Yeah. Right? Never excited, though. Never excited. And I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this on the We The Students podcast where I've, I've, confess you know i don't think i've ever been like a super emotional person i've yeah hardly yeah. ever shed tears um in fact i think the only movie or in any instance i've ever cried like considerably was schindler's list yeah and that wasn't even on first viewing that <laughs> I, was... I mean which is so crazy because uh, like i'm on the completely opposite spectrum i'm a cry baby and <laughs> yeah. i mean I, I guess it works out you know what i mean yin yang well yeah i think that's i think that's the beauty of how our dynamic works um i I, I, but that's the thing though. I, I feel like I'm missing out a lot on what life offers when, when I lack emotion, right? And I'm not like trying to paint an image that I'm like a robot. I know you're I not. still feel, I still feel emotion, but it seems like it doesn't, it never translates to like physical reaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, do people just feel less though? I, I don't buy it. I feel like everyone, I don't like, I feel like I, you feel just as much as me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think maybe across my life, somewhere down the line, I can't really pinpoint how, but perhaps I developed a habit to like suppress the emotions, you know, put like a silencer on it. Yeah. So that when it shoots out of my body, it it, it shoots out with a muffled tone. And I think that's that's what this is, you know. Yeah, and, I mean. And, f- and for you, it comes out with a loud bang. And sometimes that's super inspiring to see it. Um, but of course, sometimes, like you said in the previous episode, it could be damaging with with yes, tennis and yes. your outbursts. So I'm attempting to just wreak the benefits of being an outward emotional person instead yeah. of you know having it drag me down. 
Yeah. And, and it feels weird to like want to want to cry. You know, like I want to have a moment where I've, I'm so overcome with emotion. Yeah. And I guess that's not really too fair. I'm 18 years old. It's not like I have, I, I know people, you know, maybe at the birth of a, of my child, <laughs> I don't know. Or yeah. if I, I, if I, you know, say, let's say, you know, create a, a beautiful project that ends up succeeding after years of work. I don't think I'm at that emotional maturity yet. Maybe I do become one day a very emotional person. So we'll have to see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it can change. Uh, it's not like you're, I mean, if you don't want it to change either, I mean, it's not as if it's a bad thing. If it, if, do you feel if it is? That's the thing. I don't, I don't know if it's a bad thing, but certainly I feel like I'm missing out. You know, I'm miss, yeah. I feel like I'm missing out on those beautiful moments of raw emotion that I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm forcing myself not to feel or something like but, that. But I mean, it's nice to hear that you at least recognize want it, it to happen. It recognizes it, want it to happen. Cause there's those people who feel as if they're almost benefiting from never showing their emotions outward whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. <Harley. that's> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, I also mentioned that I feel anger, which is weird because you know, the the reason why I said I, I didn't cry on the first viewing of Schindler's List is because I was super angry. I saw the v- movie and I saw the countless number of people who died in the yeah. movie, yeah. right? This isn't even like, and then after the movie ended or like towards the end, I kind of realized, okay, this actually, the Holocaust was real. It actually happened in real life. And then you wonder about the, what, like millions of people that end up perishing. Who died for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> but more importantly, I think what got me angry and what gets me angry in general with like the unnecessary loss of life is, is like who could they could have become, you know, I, I don't know if you, did you know the, do you know this guy named Ramanujan, the mathematician? Ramanujan? Ramanujan. Um, no, explain synopsis. He's probably the most interesting person I, I have ever read upon. He was born in a really, really poor situation in India, right? He was this kid who, but he was born with an incredible talent of mathematics. Okay. And he found this book when he was like just a, a tiny weed lad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. Of, of, of like all the, I don't know how he found it, but like he was like in a scribe or whatever, but like he found a book of some of the most complex mathematical concepts and equations. He was able to read it through and through and he did calculus and math and these complex theories using like rock and, and charcoal on the ground near in his village. Yeah. Right. And, you know, that that would have been his life. You know, that would have been his life. Ramanujan would just have done that in on the on the rock floors of his decrepit village, probably died a poor, poor man or even as a poor child because, you know, mortality rates over there are, are horrible. Yes. If it not were that he sent a letter when he got older, a little bit older. And he sent a letter to a British professor in Cambridge, I think. Yeah. Cambridge or Oxford, one of those like super famous or Trinity yeah. College. Yeah, he Trinity ended up College. going to. Yeah, he ended up going to Trinity. And, yes, and he was. And he ended up. He the, the professor paid for him to to go to Trinity College, and he ended up going there. There's a tragic end to the story. There is because he died, I think, like in his twenties. Yeah. But before then, he was like the Mozart of math, where he proved some of the most fascinating, like, algorithms that are still probably like he has a book called Ramanujan's notes that are like, like kept in like this little safe in, in Trinity college library and like mathematicians still refer to that notebook today. You know? And, and I, I know this is like a super long point, but the point I wanted to make was that Ramanujan was this poor Indian boy 
and you must wonder, like for all the Einsteins, the the and and he grew up in a pretty decent situation. All the Einsteins, Mozart as well was born into a noble family. Um, all those famous people who we know and recognize as the geniuses of the world, how many more are there that ended up just dying for no reason and dying of hunger, starvation, disease at ages less than five who would have been, you know, probably the most influential people in the world? We will never know. Yeah. It pisses me off. That is really upsetting when you put it like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And imagine how many are actually alive today and have these thoughts and ideas, but just don't have the confidence to let those ideas or come don't to even fruition. have the time, right? Like, what if you know, like in poverty, and we've talked about this off air a bunch. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, there's we love literally there's like 34.8 million people living in poverty right now. I don't think a single one of those people have time mm-hmm. in America to ponder right? in America new the, thoughts and is, ideas. Exactly, exactly, and we're considered a first world country, and I don't want to get too like talk about too too much on one thing here but i really do want to stress this point that i've been so angry over about which is the idea that both you and i come from a place of privilege and we were able to exact our resources to maintain a decent like life you know Mm -hmm. and then like why us you know yeah and no it sucks and, and and so the reason why i feel anger today is because today i watched a movie called Spotlight. It's on Netflix. I I would I would it's really a, recommend it. Is it's that an A twenty four? A twenty four. What does that mean? Oh wait, no, it's not. Oh, oh, oh Spotlight. Oh, Spotlight One Best Picture has Mark Ruffalo in it. Mark Ruffalo. Uh, it has a bunch of other all star. It's, it's about those priests, right? Yes, it's about a, a group of journalists. It's it, it centers around reporting, right? Which is why I have a ton of respect for journalism. Yeah, and it re- revolves around these four people who ended up winning in the Pulitzer Prize. It's based off true story. Okay, and they. They go on. They, they find a story of this priest that molested hundreds of kids in Boston, and was covered up by the church. And again, to preface this, I'm not gonna like go after any sort of religion here. I'm just gonna lay down what the movie is talking about here. Okay. Um, I and then so the priest was the the, the priest was accused for molesting hundreds of kids, and eventually this snowballed into realizing that the entire um it was called like the archdiocese, which is like the overall kind of ruling factor of all the priests in the area which is boston yeah covered up covered up these priest action over 200 of them who have across the span of decades molested thousands of people and then you see how and and as kids you know, these were like 12 younger kids and these kids ended up obviously these were traumatizing experiences they grew up with extreme insecurity extreme trauma you know they wouldn't even tell their own wives about it or husbands some of them you know, committed suicide. Some of them started on drugs, alcohol. A lot of them had lower life expectancies. And then you realize that their lives were literally taken from them, right? Not physically, like as in killing them, but you essentially... Even worse, in my opinion. Paralyze them, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I would say it's worse. Yeah. Right, because you, you condemn them to live a life that they never wanted. Yes. Right? At a young age, like a ripe young age of like 12, right? And then... And, and, and yeah, and those eight, I mean, that period in your life is just so crucial that it goes correctly because it's just that's like the crucial point in your life where your brain is being permanently developed and if you're being molested and you're just put into like fits of constant confusion and you're not sure what's going on like that's just gonna obviously affect you for the rest of your life yeah yeah and just what happened you were just unlucky like it's horrible yeah like like dude it could have been any one of us honestly well I, i never went to a catholic church but um you know, it is unfortunate. It really is. And 
and like I hate I hate saying that as well. It's unfortunate. Like as if that's gonna solve anything, goddamn. Yeah, I mean, but it is. <laughs> and yeah, it, and the Catholic Church, man. I have dude, what is with the Catholic Church and the whole like the whole molesting scandals? I'm not saying and of course one point three billion people are, are in the Catholic Church, like have been it, baptized. It's I'm a not fair saying number. I have I'm not saying that every single one of those people uh, have molested, but it is disproportional. Yeah. Well, okay. So uh, in the movie, they actually presented a theory. Like they talked to a psychiatrist and they said that since priests, so he studied priests and said that part of the reason why is because the the oath of celibacy, right? When they take an oath of celibacy, you know, obviously that's tough to maintain, I guess, for some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so they pursue manners of, of alternate avenues. And when I say this, when I say the priest, he, he, it's like the studies show that like 6% of priests would go on to do these types of behaviors, which is still a lot. Right? No, that's an unbelievable amount. That is, which is still a, a ridiculous lot. amount. Yeah, but we're not. I'm not like accusing of every single priest of doing this. But still, again, to, to draw on the point on on in terms of how I'm feeling, I feel angry, but then I feel helpless because what the hell am I supposed to do? Like these journalists spent like two years and were almost like shut down by forces out of their control for their investigation. And here I am, an 18-year-old boy, watching this documentary like years after it was released, not ever knowing about this. And then I say to myself, like, you know, w- w- what am I supposed to do? You know, I don't, I don't know what to do. And then that, that's the, where the helplessness comes in after the anger is where you realize that your anger has no target, right? W- what am I supposed to do? Say I'm angry at the church? Okay, so that was like decades ago. Maybe they I mean, change. you can try to pull Martin Luther, I guess, and like nail something to their door and be like, "Don't <laughs> molest kids." <laughs> yeah, leave America and start start a, pro- a Protestant branch. Well, I guess the, the yeah. David one thesis statement, and it just yeah. says, "Don't molest kids," and we just nail it to the door. <laughs> Beautiful. There we go. But no, yeah, that's that's the idea. But I think I think going to college, though, like no matter where you go, as long as you go to some place with the intent of learning more about the injustices of the world, yeah. I think that's important, man. I think that's how important. I agree. This is a, I've never really even thought of this, David. Yeah, me neither. Until literally, what, <laughs> two, two hours ago. That's yeah. what pisses me off. Like, how much more Which do kind I of, not know? On the topic of poverty, I do want to bring up this movie called The Florida Project. Uh-huh. Um, and it's probably the best movie I've seen in like the last five months. Um, that, that's a okay. pretty bold. I see yeah, a lot of movies. I was going to say, I guess, yeah, you um, see a lot of movies. It's directed by Sean Baker, right? And this movie is amazing, right? So it's William Defoe that is the only A-list actor on this thing. Everyone else is it's either their first time acting or they're a little kid who's acted like maybe twice, right? And this movie takes place in Florida, right? Uh, same, I mean, it's not like a timepiece. It takes place like in the present. And it takes, well, what it's about is basically in the same town that Disney World is in, you have all these people living in extreme poverty in these motels and it's about motel living. Mm. And it just sucks to be one of these kids, right? I mean, they don't realize how horrible their situation is. Like they they just see the hotel painted purple. It's like a little castle themed thing. And they're just having a ball. But I mean, their parents are literally on the verge of having their kids ripped away from them from CPS. They're selling perfume illegally they're soliciting in company parking lots just to get by just to pay rent in these motels and it's like why like imagine if being born in that situation there is no way you even have a shot 
at, at wanting to like change the world because you're just gonna be thinking about where your next paycheck is coming from. Mm. It's just yeah. not an it's not an efficient way to to breed a to breed innovation. Yeah, and I think coronavirus has also shown that. You know, that's the thing where, you know, you have all these people who are facing eviction, you know, losing their jobs. How can you expect them to vote? You know, like yeah. they they have better things on their mind, like getting food on their table tomorrow, than think about an election three months away. And who cares if you say that's the most important election in American history? That's that's what they say every single election. Also, disclaimer, I'm not saying to not vote. Definitely go vote. What I'm saying here is to try to understand where people are coming from and that you can't just tell people to go vote and they'll do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, we don't treat voting as if it's something that, oh my God, I, I love voting. It's, it's, it's where people have better or more important things to address in certain situations, right? In poverty, right? They, they, they need to figure out where their child can get cared for when they go to job tomorrow, then they care about an election, Right? You know, we're giving them wrong priorities here. So if we can lift that burden, that's how you get more voters, right? That's how you get the voter base to to grow. So, you know, and again, this is all coming from just watching a movie. And I guess, dude, that's why movies are there, at least documentaries, right? It's to get you yeah. to feel something and talk about something, you know? Yes, yes, yes. That's and, that's, and that's why I kind of hate to see movies that are, I mean, okay. Like you can go and watch like Jumanji, like that's fine. Like the new Jumanji, <laughs> like with Kevin Hart and, and The Rock. And, but I, I mean, I'm not saying those movies like they're meant to just you're supposed to go and enjoy yourself, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, you people should be taking time to watch these movies that have a new perspective on something, like the Florida Project. There isn't a movie that shows what poverty is like better than that movie. It is so unbelievably real. At points, I'm. I think I'm watching a documentary. I think I'm watching a reality TV. Yes, it's shot perfectly. Yeah. It's crazy. So, people, yeah, people really do need to take time to see these movies. Yeah, and like on on the topic of movies, you know, Parasite, right? Parasite is a beautiful example of like a, a fictional movie, right? It was never based on. Obviously, it's not based on a real story. Yeah. Yet, yet, like, and it's also in a foreign film. Like, it's in a different language. Yeah. In everyone, different language. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who watched in America was like. I know, I know, I know what's going on, right? Which honestly speaks more about like capitalism. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and and see, that's, and, and also, so there's a Harvard class that's dedicated to teaching Parasite, by the way. Um, it's called Philosophical, really? it's called Philosophical, it's called, uh, yeah, it's called Philosophical Films. I think you'd love that class, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it basically like covers a bunch of movies ranging from Parasite to like Roma, I think Roma was another one. Yeah, Roma was definitely yeah. about classism um, and whatnot. Yeah, and and they just explore the the philosophy and and obviously the societal impact of these. Jeez, these I would love that portrayed. class. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's the thing. That's the thing about I think higher education is not. Oh, I, I guess to like mention here, I think the purpose of me going to college isn't to like get more technical skills. In my opinion, I think it's for me to grow a world world's view. You know, it's to understand the world a little bit better because I think I'm what I'm doing is like fighting blind here, or like at least being angry blind and like kind of flailing in the darkness, right? And then I I really want to like understand my anger, yeah, you know, understand why I feel as if something's wrong, but can never like look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I we we we've talked about systemic racism on this on on our previous podcast. Yes, and I just yes. realized like we never really like defined it because we can't. We don't. Besides, like oh yeah, we understand you know, police, you know, uh, what is it? Um, racially uh, profile or racial profiling, but also just like, um, Oh, what's that term? It's called like, uh, um, 
asymmetric, there we go, asymmetric treatment, mm-hmm. right? Across education, across jobs, employment, insurance, um, you know, debts, everything. Everything that revolves around someone's life. And But I, I want to know more. You know, I, I want to understand. Which is, yeah, I mean, and what sucks is like the attitude that people have towards college right now it it sucks. It's everyone just wants to go to college to learn some very specific thing and they want to get or, out as fast or, as they can. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, quote but, unquote get a degree. But know? to be fair, it is extremely expensive. That's true. And That's uh, true. It, it would be nice for college to be more affordable because it, I mean, it would open a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Also, yeah. that kind of brings me to the, to the, the whole thing and just thinking about like what the purpose of college is. And it's usually to work towards a job, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm well, starting to understand, like, and like, like, what even? I'm trying to understand, like, what is fulfilling? Because I had a conversation with my uh, with my uncle, uh, Uncle JJ. He's he's the one who does the film stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. And because I brought up to him, uh, like, the idea of an automated capitalist society, right? Ooh. And like re- and redistributing those gains. And yeah. he told me he read this book about uh, this this uh, like foreign planet that reaches out to us right and they like they, they, they look at us and they're like look why are these people getting up every single day and they're going to work and they're and they're literally just putting money in a cash register and it's just so easily replaceable right and they look at us like we're just like stupid apes still and they say that in, in the book these like this other society on a different planet the reason why they progress past humanity is because they decided that work was obsolete and everyone spent their time just opening up their minds instead of working a nine to five job. (laughs) But is that, is that truly fulfilling? Like, do we need jobs? Yeah, now that's getting to some pretty fancy questions. Um, we'll see here. This is what I, I think, I think, so you know how the rich often like have so much time, like Bill Gates, easy example. He has a lot of money, obviously a lot of security. He doesn't need to think about bills. And that's why he can pursue jobs like literally eradicating polio. (laughs) Imagine a normal person deciding one day that they want to eradicate polio. Yes. No one has that kind of foresight. No, I don't know where to start. And and yet we take Bill Gates as like the philanthropic genius, which he is, right? But then again, I think anyone put in a situation with that level of security and that level of just freedom to do whatever they need to do will also come up with ideas like that. Sure, yes, he, he has talents and characteristics that allow him to do so. But I don't think we should treat him as like this once-in-a-generation person who can only do that, right? I think anyone given the opportunity to feel free and feel unbounded by, by things like bills, like insecurity, right? Things that will just completely fill up your mental, mental bandwidth. You give that person a chance... To, to explore what their potential and their impact could be, I yeah. guarantee you they'll do something great. And that's the thing. That's the thing. We, we, we treat everyone as if they were born into a caste system where, you know, oh, you were born in a poor, poor area and, and you grew up poor. That's your fault. Deal with it. You know, oh, that, that, that person ended up being a billionaire. He's great. I want to be like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we, and we treat people's material wealth and, and therefore their success right as if as if it's something that's inherent to their characteristic which is in a very nuanced way yes but i think in a more fundamental way no it's not i think everyone given the resources has that potential right especially as kids which is why i'm again pissed off about the idea of kids losing their future 
right? Which is even worse. It's like, it's like, oh man, this, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, you know, like a finished painting, right? Yeah, it sucks that someone went and slashed it up, right? But mm-hmm. you've seen it already. You've seen yeah, that painting. Yeah. You know what it is. But it, for some weird reason, it's like a blank canvas and you decided to set it on fire and you'll never know what it would become, you know? And for some reason, that hurts more than seeing a full painting being slashed apart. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? I, David, I don't know why. David, like, what is it happening right now? I know, right? So how's it how's going? It you, going? <laughs> <laughs> how's it going with me? Um, how, how is it going? Jeez. Well, I woke up. Wow. I don't know if I can even, if my thoughts can even amount to anything close to that. Well, yeah, it's no comparison. I feel like any, um, any sort of thoughts meaningful here. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I woke up today, right? And I had a investing anxiety. <laughs> I know I'm serious. No, no, no. I, I've never felt this before. Like it was its really? own unique feeling. So I had a, recently I've been like making some day trades uh, through Robinhood. Yo. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, and I, I put all my money into Alibaba, which is like this Chinese Wi-Fi company. Yeah. Uh, extremely stable, right? I mean, I said, why not take advantage of having a communist country run a monopoly, which is guaranteed profit <laughs> and no competition. Funny, you know what's funny? You just said an oxymoron. The communist party running a company that's has a stock listing that Americans <laughs> buy. I have absolutely no idea how China works, but... Yeah, me, me neither. Honestly, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I see like I see that, that stock dropping and I'm like, wow, I am so absolutely stressed right now like no the levels of stress i had were unbelievable for some reason like i've I, I never felt anything like it before and i looked up like why do i feel i literally had to look it up i'm not even kidding it was that concerning i looked up like why do i feel so so anxious when i'm investing and it's like it has its it has its own name it's called investing anxiety <laughs> and it, it, i guess it's just because you're we've been taught the importance of money and now it's out of your control whether you're going to get it or not, whether it's going to go up or down. And I guess that feeling of just not being in the driver's seat and seeing your money just fluctuate up and down, your life savings, your, your all that work you put in is just such a terrifying thing for anyone to experience. And that's what's crazy on how like Mr. DeSalvo, my history teacher, preached every single day that like everyone should get invested into the stock market. Yeah. No. Like, don't do it. This has been a, this has been awful. Like I have been stressed out daily about this and it's just, no one needs to get involved in the stock market. I mean, me and you have talked about this, how it's one, just so complicated. Like I'm learning new things every single day. And two, it is so much stress. I'm like, if I had a nine to five job, kids, and I had to deal with this, I would, I would crumble under the pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Man. that that's what that was was all my mind today. But uh, another thing is uh, my film pictures came in, right? You saw them. Yes, I did. Um, and I I wanted to know your thoughts because I said like you know I knew David really wasn't a photography guy, uh, <laughs> and neither neither am I. Like I'm not really someone to to go just like staring at photos uh, unless they're like you know, it's convenient. I'm not like going to go out of my way to search for new photography. Right. I mean, that's not something you do too either. No. Yeah. Um, but I say like David opened this, uh, little Dropbox folder up. I checked them. Dave, me and David were looking through them and 
they were pretty powerful, weren't they? They're like it's weird because like obviously the 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 quote unquote quality of it is like super muffled and like like it, I'm sure it, like it's obvious obviously like made to look kind of like pixely like indie looking it's it's the grain film grain oh uh, yeah film grain yeah so um yeah and, and it looks literally professional grade and i obviously it's so hard to obviously on a podcast to describe photos which yeah. i i don't think I, I i won't right but i just want to say that like you know we mentioned before we started recording that photography is is kind of like oh someone can just pick up a camera and do it yeah yeah and and i i said i responded like that's the same thing with podcasts right the, the barrier to entry is literally a computer that's it right now, at least nowadays right you just set up an anchor account record something on your own boom publish it you're, you're on spotify within 20 minutes yes and right the barrier to entry in photography now is literally nothing everyone has a phone well i mean almost everyone as a yeah. smartphone with a camera and uh yeah and it's every, everyone's getting involved i mean the yeah. the phone the iphone is now the most used camera in the entire world oh yeah yeah exactly see it's become accessible which i don't think necessarily is something that is meant to like discredit the art form like oh just because everyone can do it doesn't mean photography suddenly becomes like the common man's just hobby right? yeah it still has this realm of it where people who are truly dedicated to the art can put in time and create art right you know that that person i mentioned who created that podcast in 20 minutes that wasn't art right obviously not i would say like the first few episodes of we the students wasn't art i mean probably it still isn't (laughs) (laughs) um but like for for us to you know our visions for this maybe one day down the road when when we recognize that we put in i feel like we put in time to this Right, we put in time to develop our skills in podcasting. Where I think what we create has some meaning behind it, and we started the same way. We started. I started off with a ten dollar microphone. Yeah, yeah. I started off like that. So, you know, I, I think photography is the same thing, and just like what I saw with your photos as well. With just, you know, when you can feel what, looking at something, that's when you know it's important, right? And I felt something. I well, felt thank something. you. Because I, I, it's hard to, I mean, I, like I posted some of these photos on uh, my Instagram mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, you'll get like a comment like, cool. Um, Instagram's, Instagram's a, a tough place to operate. In. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't even know where I can get like proper criticism and, and uh, reactions for my photos. I mean, like, I don't even know where I can post these. I, I don't and and I mean, all I do is when I well, basically what I use photography as is I'm just imagining like if this was a scene in a movie, this would look amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned one of those could be like an album cover honestly. yeah, yeah an for, album for cover. this indie pop band or any indie Ooh, rock actually band. i do want to talk to you about album covers mm. like seriously because i've been i don't know if anyone else thinks like this right but like an album cover can literally ruin an album for me really isn't that so weird wait 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 so so, so to, to be clear though is like you you see an album and then you see a cover and then you don't want to listen to it or like you listen to it and also see the so i see the album cover and when i hear the music i imagine it in like the same setting or the same color palette like i do all the the imagining in my head based upon what the album cover looks like if that makes any sense so like the album cover is almost like the palette of colors that i do my imagining in hmm is that is that even make sense? That doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, I personally have never like honestly album. I know you're not covers. album cover list. Yeah, you don't even really <laughs> I, listen to albums. 
Yeah, well, I, I've listened to album like like okay, Blinding Lights, right? I think that's like one of the first. Album. Obviously, it's is a very recent. Wait, is it called Blinding Lights? Uh, the new Weekend album. Yeah. Uh, is it? Yo, yeah, it's called Blinding yeah. Lights. Yeah, no, 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 Blinding is, that, is that a song or is that a? It is a song, but I don't know if it's also the album cover. I think um, so. It, I I feel like that's, I feel like that that has to be. But um. Yeah. A- a- anyways. Uh, um, after hours is the name of the album oh yes 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 after hours oh my lord jesus okay so that was like the first full album i ever listened to oh and 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 eminem's um eminem's music to be murdered by okay, like obviously yeah. obviously those two were like what released this year i've never been someone to like binge an entire album uh-huh oh oh no 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 igor sorry igor as well mm-hmm. um, I love that album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but like even then like i didn't really get it you know i i know a bunch of people raved about it um I think it was also because I didn't really know who Tyler the Creator was, so obviously yeah, I took a lot yeah. away from from what I could understand. Uh huh. But yeah, I, I'm definitely an amateur in this department. Which is, I mean, I found that because me and you were on our way to uh, to wait, was it? No, it wasn't Big Sur. Uh, Felton uh, to go hiking. Yeah. Uh, the Santa Cruz Mountains. R.I.P. They're burned down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. Um, and I was like just playing music after music because I w- really wanted to show you a lot of music. And you told me that you didn't listen to albums. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's right up your alley to sit through an album. Like, I feel like it'd be really relaxing. I feel like you're always looking for deeper meaning in art. And I feel like albums, I mean, I don't know if music is like your go-to medium, but I feel like everyone, there's music for everybody. So I'm just surprised that you don't listen to albums. Yeah. Well, I think that revolves around like what I use music for. And I use it more as a distraction rather than like a focal point. I think yeah. that's that's the problem with me is that because like I never remember lyrics to anything, right? I just I listen to it for the beat. I listen to it for like how catchy it can be. That's why my playlist for the longest time was just basically all the radio hits for the last ten years, right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, it was very very superficial, I would say, in its selection. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, like that, that was it. I, I would listen to music purely for either the recognition, like oh yeah 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 yeah. Like I remember listening to the song five years ago on the car. Or it was just like catchy, you know, like I never drew deeper meaning from from there, which I guess is like I'm, I'm shutting myself off from a very important industry that thrives on meaning. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I'm OK. Honestly, like I have nothing to do tonight. I promised that I would make you like an album pack. I'm going to do it tonight so you have something to listen to on the plane. Oh, that'd be lit. I'm so I, I'll, def- I'll definitely get that done tonight and then we can. uh mm-hmm. Yeah, we can we can definitely talk about it on our yeah. next. How's it going? Yeah, and and, and here's the thing, like Cal, you have definitely opened my eyes to like a whole genre of music that that I would say is more meaningful, right? Like obviously, I would say a lot of the genres of rap and pop have all like the common things, like oh, this girl left me, I'm I'm sad, or I <laughs> I I sleep with many women and I drink drink a lot and, and, and i sell i sell a lot of drugs yeah right right and it, it's meant to i guess appeal to pop culture right but then there's the opposite spectrum i would say with the more meaningful artists and the more genius artists i would say yeah is that they put actual meaning behind their lyrics kendrick lamar again is one example right i remember you sh- i forgot what the song was but it was like he he rapped as multiple races Oh, uh, it's untitled like 06 because in the oh. untitled album, so it doesn't even have a oh. title. Yeah. It doesn't even have a title, right? <laughs> um, which he talked, you know, obviously he, as as he rapped, you know, portraying different races, it was, you know, he was listing out stereotypes, you know, and again, that's like an essay, right? Except now with a beat on it. A great beat too. That was so well produced. And a, and a slapper. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, me loving to read essays or at least, you know, like interesting articles about like, obviously, you know, society-based stuff on, you know, research and all that. And I just realized that there's this whole genre of insight that you've kind of opened up for me that I, I kind of just disregarded as just experimental music as a whole category which mm-hmm. obviously is not true well i mean i like i think just a good place to start right and understanding how music is like changed or or like a, a great turning point in music is like the year 1967 oh. um because the year 19 i've been actually like i'm gonna write an essay about this just for fun and i'm oh. saying that the year of 1967 was like the great turning point in music as a whole because it was the year that all everyone in music started to take LSD. Oh. I'm serious. Yeah, like the Beatles released Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah, and yeah, pe- yeah. People yeah. that the album's like, a, and they actually they released a Magic Mystery tour, which is their like another psychedelic album. Strawberry Fields Forever's in it. Um, like the Doors released their first debut album. The Beach Boys made Smiley Smile, which is like an LSD psychedelic album. Uh, what's his name? Jimi Hendrix made his experience album self-titled, which is also apparently he was putting LSD in his headband and it was like seeping into his skin somehow. Mm. Like that's how, and it's just like, I I just don't get how that isn't the most interesting thing ever. How you can see like an album they made before they took acid and an album after just like the compare and contrast. It's like taking two essays, right? And just looking at them. I just, I, I really believe there should be an English class in high school offered that is just album analysis. Like, yeah. I feel like that would be fantastic. Yeah, I, I feel like a bunch of the albums that were released during the Civil Rights Movement probably had, like, ex- important embedded messages there as well, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. I guess uh, I guess we can wrap it, wrap it up, can we? Yeah, I, I'd like to end off, though, because today on August 28th, uh, Friday, 2020. Um, I received the news earlier today that Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, yeah, you know, the, the the person who played back Black Panther and a plethora of other amazing roles. And you know, I'm I just wanted to end off with uh, you know our condolences, obviously. And, and it's and, it's unbelievable what that man did. I mean, he he literally hid the fact that he had stage four colon cancer from people while years. running mainstream roles. And yeah. working in such a brutal industry every single day, yeah, impressive yeah. fighter, was, admirable fighter. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we would like to end off with, you know, just recognizing his achievements, but also spreading his condolences to his family and and of course his loved ones. But with that, we would like to end off this episode of How's It Going. You know, again, it's been as always, and I'm sure forever it will be a wonderful conversation with Cal. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you guys next time when we feel the necessity to ask, how's it going? This yeah, is David so Cal. Oh, yeah? Actually, I think I think a consistent ending is, and this is how me and David felt on Friday, August 28th, 2020. I love it. See you guys. <laughs>